Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Halloween's over. We're not there yet. Halloween is over. It is November. No. I wanted to be the first one to welcome you to the season. Don't. (laughs) Stop. Oh, we are are there. I will say this. When the snow on the ground yesterday and the bitter chill in the air, it's it's a... it's amazing how our mind works and how – so, like, yesterday morning, it's like, oh, wow, it's the holiday season. But then by the afternoon, as it didn't warm up a lot, but it warmed up enough to melt the snow on the driveway. Then it felt like, hey, it's like March right now. You know that feeling like when it's – you've been through the 20s degrees yes. and, like, suddenly it's like 30 a and it feels – Hey, it feels pretty good. Oh, it, it was crazy. It was like I'm, I'm December in the morning and March in the afternoon yesterday. You're not ready for that? I'm not. In fact, yesterday was the day because it was so cold. I said to the kids, uh, I'm no longer walking the dog now until April. So now it's your job and you will do it every day. So that's, I'm just not leaving the house if I don't have Sounds it. like the holiday season to me. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, all right. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> All right, this one has to start with Adam. Sorry, okay. Jordana, okay. I, I did not prepare you with an AI prompt. So it's it's a sports question. Yep. Yesterday, the NFL trade deadline. Adam, your Minnesota Vikings made a couple of moves, trading Ezra Cleveland, the mm-hmm. guard, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Was that right? I believe yes, it was I believe the Jaguars. So. Yep. For a sixth-round pick. Um, and they also traded with the Arizona Cardinals. They traded for quarterback Josh Dobbs. Uh, Josh Jobs started a couple games for Arizona this year with Kyler Murray out. He performed fine. Arizona's not a very good team no. as is, so it's you know it's sometimes hard to tell. Uh, report from head coach Kevin O'Connell is he's not going to start this week. It's still going to be Jaron Hall. They're not going to throw the new guy in on a, on a short week learning the playbook. But uh, is this a good move? Do you like the move that the Vikings well, picked up a uh, a quarterback? I think it's telling in that. You know, Nick Mullins, who was the backup quarterback, uh, is on injured reserve. Now, they didn't think it was a season-ending injury, but I'm wondering if that indicates, okay, he's still weeks away. I, you know, I think a lot of Viking fans had fantasy ideas of uh, of quarterbacks in their mind, like an Andy Dalton or other quarterbacks who have had, uh, you know, at least somewhat success in the league as getting a, a pickup. So they probably hear Josh Dobbs. Well, I think the idea is that. And Josh Dobbs is a different kind of quarterback. He's much more mobile than a Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. I, you know, just the realism here, folks, is that Kirk Cousins is a pretty, pretty good quarterback. Certainly, one of the top quarterbacks based on his numbers this season. And you're not going to get anything close to that in the middle of a season to plug and play somebody. So, will Josh Dobbs see significant time? I don't know. I mean, if Jalen Hall goes out this weekend and beats the uh, Atlanta Falcons. A lot of people say, you know what, keep the kid in there. We'll see. Let's see what we have. Yeah, particularly for what they gave up, they weren't getting it much. They gave Correct. up a sixth round pick. They got a seventh in Dobbs uh, in return. Also, Kirk Cousins posted this morning uh, surgery successful. Uh, he had the surgery mm-hmm. today, and uh, it was apparently a success. And he is on the road All to right. recovery. 
Would you like to hear Jordana and Google Bard's review oh, of uh, Please the do. Trades? I gave you yes. enough time. All right. Here we go. Uh, hey, AI's fast. On November 1st, 2023, the Vikings traded OT Ezra Cleveland to the Jacksonville Jaguars for a 2024 sixth round pick. Happened yesterday, but that's okay. It was a guard, too. but they, Okay. They acquired QB Joshua Dobbs from the Arizona Cardinals in exchange for a 2024 fifth round pick. Almost. Not quite. Almost? Okay. Uh, The trade of Ezra Cleveland was a move made to improve the Vikings' offensive line. Cleveland struggled at times last season, and the Vikings were able to get a six-round pick for him. The Vikings also added some depth to their offensive line by signing O.T. Bobby Evans to the practice squad. Are all of these things true? I have no idea. I don't know who Bobby Bobby Evans is, is, and if he's on the practice squad, good for him. Uh, the acquisition of Josh Dobbs was a move that was made to add depth to the Vikings quarterback room. Dobbs is True. young and talented. He has the potential to develop into a starter. He'll also provide some insurance for Kirk Cousins, who's missed a few games due to injury. <laughs> in oh. Missed a few games uh, due to injury. <laughs> Thank you, Google Jeez, Bart. That was Google pretty good Bart. for a while, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's, not like, too nah. bad. <laughs> it's like the kid doing the book report and then suddenly realizes, yeah, you didn't read the book. Right. Yeah. Cliff Notes. All right, Jordana, number two here. We work is set to file for bankruptcy, according to reports this week, potentially, maybe next week, maybe this week. The short-term office leaser has been in trouble since the 2019 attempt to go public, stoked investor fears over their business model. They would buy up long-term rental properties and lease them out short-term, and how could that have gone wrong? Uh, So, Jordana, if you're looking for some uh, cheap Herman Miller furniture, now may be the time, FYI. I think they're probably going to be around. What's your favorite bankrupted company, Jordana? What's your what's your favorite company Ooh. that's gone under? Best Boy. story was it Enron? Are you you know <laughs> big Enron yeah, fan? Big right? Enron, yeah, right? Not a fan. Uh, this is sad, by the way. We work. I mean, so much potential. My husband had an office at WeWork for many many months before COVID, of course. Um, this is a sad event, but they were a mess. What was WeWork? I'm not even familiar with. Oh, the co working space. We. Oh, yeah. It's a co-working space where, like, they have a building or a couple of floors oh, on a building. Oh, okay. Was this created during the pandemic? Before. Was, oh, before. before. before so you could rent out, you rent know, out like office space instead of having yeah. to buy or lease some yep. massive. Correct. Okay. Like, if you're a freelancer or a writer sure. and want to get sure. out of the house and not go to a coffee shop, you go to a WeWork and they have coffee and, and uh, collaboration spaces. You know, if you want to meet people, it's a co-working space. And it was huge. Evaluation, I mean, was it billions of dollars? Yeah, it was uh, massive when it started out. They bought huge. all of this property and then uh, COVID and they couldn't pay for anything. <laughs> and also it was mismanaged horribly. Yes. There's a great Networks yes, um, documentary about that. Maybe maybe the RRG will pick that uh, one day for us. Uh, w- and your question was uh, my favorite bankrupt yeah. company. This is so sad because so many have gone under. But here's what the one I miss the most. Oh, there's two. Um, Bed Bath & Beyond. Oh, yeah. Bed Bath and Beyond. That's gone too? Just now. There's something the last couple months. My my kids miss Toys R Us. That's a, that's a, whenever we drive by the Toys R Us on 494, they always look nostalgically because, you know, for their birthdays or whatever, we used to go to Toys R Us. Okay. uh, What do you want? Look around. Let's make a list on Hanukkah, whatever. Oh, that was so sad. So, yeah, I miss Bed Bath and Beyond. By the way, text us your what, what bankrupt stores do you miss? 651. Four six one nine two two six. I'll be a blockbuster video. Oh, there was yeah. a time when the block, but you know the mo- new movies would come out. Cultural icon. Was it like a Tuesday? I think maybe was the day when new movies, new releases mm-hmm. would come out, and you'd go to Blockbuster. And I remember the Blockbuster on Robert Street in uh, West St. Paul. The woman who worked there came to know me and would 
She'd give me recommendations. She's really? like, you're going to love this. Yeah, it was like the classic, yeah. you know, old school movie store oh, where somebody knows you. And so, yeah, oh, block, bring back bring back Blockbuster. I oh, mean, going through the aisles and finding a video game for the week, nothing. Yeah, nothing better. Well, well Charlie, what about you? You're a youngster, mm-hmm. so like what? Hollywood Video. So same same Hollywood thing. Video. That would be, yeah, right. that, was, okay. that was my go-to. That was the nearest. And I did. I, I, that's probably my answer. Yeah. Uh, this texter misses Circuit City. Circuit City, yeah. You're you're the one that misses it. Yeah. My dad would say Radio Shack. Radio uh, Shack. Are there still Radio Shacks? Boy, no, I, I can't know. imagine so. there are. They're batteries plus. Yeah. No Radio Shack. Oh. All right, Adam, number three here. A Missouri jury has found on Tuesday that the National Association of Realtors, a realtor trade group, are liable for nearly $2 billion in damages for conspiring to keep commissions for home sales yeah. artificially high. Um, so they're going to have to pay that back. A couple of uh, brokerage firms as well were also in on this uh, lawsuit on the losing end. We talked about housing prices on Monday and how high they are. This may be able to bring brokerage fees down. They're at 5 to 6%. Some of the arguments were, well, overseas, it's at like 1% to 3%. It's uh, it's a lot cheaper. So like real estate fees. agents overseas make only 1% to 3% yes. commission on yep. a sale? Yep, whereas in the United States, it's 5 so 6%. Usually for 6 yeah. Uh, 6 so, has always kind of been the standard. Um, so am I going to be able to buy a house? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, will this change the game for you? Yeah, is this is this it? No. Oh. And if you do, maybe buy direct from the owner. And I love our realtors. we got great realtors, John Schuster, right. uh, Chris Lindahl. we got great realtors who sponsor on this show. Uh, not on this show, but on the on station. The station. Mm-hmm. But I'm surprised we haven't advanced a, a little more in that area mm-hmm. on buying property, buying homes mm-hmm. more direct. And eliminating some of those fees, right? Um, like we have with you know car sales. Like I think about car sales and how people buy cars nowadays. How that's changed so much in the than the traditional yeah, like ways. Like Carvana, you don't even Correct. need to go to a dealer. You so go I'm wondering. I don't see mm-hmm. like at this point. I don't see housing changing as quickly as that. But the market dictates it. And if younger people say no, I buy. My car, everything else, very conveniently, and then it's going to change for for that too. So, I mean, yep. see that's we, a that, let's see that's a real opportunity where a coder is going to come in and say, okay, if you see a uh, you know something advertised, you're going to be able to reach the realtor. There's going to be online forms that you can fill out and well, um, and and sell your house without any middleman, and that's going to be terrible for the realtors. But for people like Charlie, I mean, it's a yeah. lot of extra money. That you are paying to – I understand they're providing a service, and we're grateful for mm-hmm. our great realtors to sure. provide a service. But it's interesting. I wonder if there's going to be disruption in that Yeah. In well, that environment. I mean it, that's kind of what Zillow and these Redfins and right. these online things, they, they do that to an extent, right? You mm-hmm. set up the tours. You do everything. Just You can just do it straight through the website and the app. Oh, you can? Yep. You can set up everything. Yeah. So does – do they take a huge percentage still? Do they get the yeah. 5%? There's still there's still percentages taken. There out, yes. Okay. So that's wow. a little bit of a difference. But, uh, yeah, hopeful. Oh, I hope you're right, Jordana. I hope it happens. I hope you get a house, Charlie. Yeah, me too. Me too. Sometime. Sometime mm-hmm. we'll figure it out. All right. On to our last question here. DoorDash is now warning on their app, there's a little uh, message that comes up. If you try not to tip your delivery driver, it says, hey, uh, just FYI, your food's going to be slower. 
you're not, you're not going to get your food nearly as quickly if really? you don't tip. Now, this is because, and it makes sense when you hear it, this is because drivers get to choose which deliveries they want to take. They yep. are not randomly assigned it. They look, they say, mm, this is across I'll town this and they're one. not yep, tipping. This is by me. I'll take this one. I'm not going to take that uh, to, if they're not going to tip me and it's all the way across town. It doesn't make sense for me. Should we be doing more to shame no tipper, non-tippers? But to- Aren't you tipping after the fact, though? Don't you tip based no. on the service you've received, no. not ahead of time? Not on like a DoorDash. Not when you it's, have to add the tip yeah, before not when you make. No, I get that, but it seems fool. It seems that doesn't seem right to me. It's like, man, you got here quick. Very nice service. Yeah. Now I'm tipping you. No, uh, that, like, well, that, that's like getting. Tip, well, tipping has gone from not being a service anymore. It's not right. about the service. Correct. It's, it's part of the salary that happened. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. That used to be. I that's mm-hmm. and that's what some people still cling on to is, you know, it's it's like if I get an Uber or a Lyft, yeah. I'm not gonna give the guy five stars and a big mm-hmm. tip before I get in the car right. and suddenly he's a jerk right. or right. you know, he's you know Well mm-hmm. you do give stars after you get the food. So I'll, oh, okay. I'll, I'll tell so you that, that part. Okay. It's just that's the, tip. the ranking. Again, tips are not they, they don't do what Charlie just says. It's not what they're intended to do. Right, right. So just and then also them deciding that they like to go out of our way or, or to make your food later if you don't get a tip yeah. because they have other people. Right. Maybe they're not on the route, but they go out of the way to service other people that gave you an extra dollar. So your food is over an hour late. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah. They should eliminate that. They should put it in as a service fee. Everybody gets the same tip and the service stays. Or just go get the food yourself. Go get the food yourself. Yeah. They're going to put themselves out of business. Um, hey, speaking of food, a restaurant is returning to Dinky Town, and I didn't think this was a very big deal. Is it Chi-Chi's? Because I miss Chi-Chi's. Somebody said bankrupt stores. I miss Chi-Chi's. It is not. Okay. But when I mentioned this in our meeting, Charlie said, oh, this is a big deal. What is coming back to Dinky Town and why it's a big deal? Let's talk next. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Some of the texts we've been getting on uh, businesses that went bankrupt that we miss. Lots of votes for Herbergers. Okay, so what am I missing about Herbergers? Was I don't know. Herbergers like to me was like, yeah, kind of like, like a Kohl's. Yeah. Like I remember they had one over the old Signal Hills Mall. They had a Herbergers. Mm-hmm. I remember you could get Spode uh, Christmas dinnerware, holiday dinnerware. Remember, do you know, know, are you aware of Spode? My mom, because it was like a go-to mm-hmm. gift for my mom. Yeah. Get her something Spode. Something Spode. Yes. Well, that's good. That's always a good go-to. You know what's uh, circuit, better. Circuit, <clears throat> mm. circuit City, mm-hmm. Comp USA, Sears. Home Value Interiors, Sears, Sears, and, and Shopco. A lot of people a are couple Shopco. Shopco. Yeah. I'm not. Was that a Minnesota? Shopco was like a Midwestern. It was okay. like a um, like a Pomida. Pomida was also a Midwestern. These were just means. more like this is before Target and Walmart ate everything else up. Yeah. Okay. These were other options. Wow. All right, so the question, uh, but we have one restaurant that's coming back to Dinkytown. And I, I jokingly said, like, why is this in the news? Why is this in the Axios newsletter? And Charlie goes, oh, Jor, 
because it's a big deal. And I thought, all right, I guess we need to discuss uh, the Golden Arches. Yep. Will soon grace Dinkytown once again, Axios writes, a staple for University of Minnesota late night diners for nearly 60 years. So I guess this Mickey D's was there for 60 years. And it used to be, you know, like a two-story building. Mm-hmm. It was apparently nicknamed Drunk Don's. Drunk Donald's. Uh, a beloved neighborhood icon since 1963. In 2020, they, I guess, tore it down and made apartments. Paid Paradise put up a po- an apartment. Yeah. <laughs> they paid for That's what happened. Um, so now a McDonald's is coming back. There won't be a drive through location like the last location. And the restaurant, by the way, will be fully digital. Oh, so yeah. you have to That's order now. at a kiosk, yep. like the one in the. I, the, I only know the one in the um, airport is like that. I went to well, one in Chicago when we were at, when we were in Chicago, and it was it looked like a. Uh, it was in an old bank. I think this McDonald's has been there a while, but it looks like, but it was completely digital. So, but are there humans in the store? I mean, do yes. they serve you your food. Well, yeah, they have to, they're they're, they're yeah. still cooking it and oh, right, giving correct. you the bag, okay. but you're completely. I mean, I think this just goes to the bigger point of, of Dinky Town losing a heck of a lot of its charm. Yeah. This was technically mm. on the outside of the Dinky Town historical area, so there are certain areas that you can't tear down and build these new apartment buildings, but this was outside of it. But it just you, – you look at the cute little two-story thing that was there that everybody that went to the U knew about for 50, 60 years, and you see what's there now, and it's it's nothing. It's absolutely nothing. Well, that uh, I guess you're glad it's back, right? Sure. But it's just but it's a McDonald's. Sad. It's a it's a late night spot, sure. Right. But it was it was it was an iconic, uh, you know, staple of the neighborhood, and now it's just a McDonald's. What other? It was just a McDonald's before. It was, but again, but it, it was, was a staple. But it was our McDonald's the, exactly. Audrey, who contributes to the um, Axios newsletter, said uh, she was thinking about this because she was a, she's a graduate. An alum, and she says, trying to communicate your order to a cashier while surrounded by chaotic, drunk college students at 2.30 a.m. was a University of Minnesota (laughs) rite of passage. Rite of passage for the the spoiled, drunk college kids, and for the ones who were working there, a massive pain in the ass. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, that's true, actually. Adam, you have some energy 100%, which is why the prices there were significantly higher. Were they significantly higher? Well, good. As they should be, yeah, absolutely. That's called the drunk tax, yes. Totally. I'm I'm on board for that, but it was was an experience. And the charm also of trying to order, and they hated you, you know. Of course. Understandably, you have every right to hate me if you're working at that McDonald's and I come in and order a Big Mac. You should hate me. I, I appreciate that. I, I don't think fast food workers, just another point, should pretend to be nice. You don't have to. You I just have to be nice. really, yeah. No. This but is just a transaction, me. and well, you, I can. I'm fine with you actively hating it. And at just two thirty in the morning, there. though, if you're working at the McDonald's on campus, oh that, that's a hard job. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that is a hard job. That is that's, one of the tougher ones. You it's a low-level job. job and the yeah. low-level uh, <laughs> position. <laughs> the Luckily, they were job. always very well staffed. They yeah. always it was a massive operation. Yep. Uh, so, what did you guys eat late night? What did you eat late night at Gustavus? Because Davis, we had a we were we had an abysmal selection of um, fast food in St. Peter at the time because McDonald's was out of town. Oh. So it was, I mean, it was in St. Peter, but it was way on the north end of St. Peter. So, you so a there was a Hardee's mm. uh, downtown mm-hmm. that used to have a great. Uh, it was like a two for two dollars. You could get two ham and cheese for two bucks or two mushroom and Swiss. Then we had great pizza. pizza. Past tense yeah. pizza in St. Mm-hmm. Peter was the go to past tense. Mm-hmm. Oh, they had the thinnest crust, greasy pizza, 
But that's long gone, I'm mm-hmm. sure. But, yeah, I guess you cling to those stuff. But, you know, you, you time marches on and communities evolve. Mm-hmm. But late-night pizza is the best. Marley always tells me about Ian's. All you Madison graduates out there, I think Ian's Pizza has been there a long time. So that's a big one. I'm, there's a texter. I'm crying happy tears. The McDonald's is back in Dinkytown. In 1993, while attending the U, my friends and I went there for takeout Monday night football each week. Oh, fun. It was, I was only 160 pounds at the yeah. time. One time on a dare, I ordered three supersized two cheeseburger meals. Yes, six cheeseburgers, three fries, and cookies. I almost finished the last fry, but I couldn't finish the Cokes. Oh. Oh, to be young again, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Be able to do that. Yeah. I guess maybe that was the last time you were 160 pounds after <laughs> that dinner. Say. Maybe you were 165. You never <laughs> at know. At least. <laughs> Uh, Okay, thank you for the fun conversation. When we return, I want to talk about this. The Supreme Court is weighing whether politicians can block you. I'm talking about you, regular people. Should politicians be able to block regular citizens on social media? Let's talk next. The block button on social media is so satisfying. When you get some jerk who's, like, attacking you, doesn't even know you, I, or is saying some crap. I kind of disagree with that, though. You block them. I haven't like, blocked. I don't want to I'm hear not that. a blocker. Not a blocker? I'm not. It's very satisfying. I use it sparingly. Um, I Sometimes I'll mute if I don't want, if someone is keeping a conversation going that, like, I'm done with or I don't want to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, I'm but, a muter. I'm, I'm mute. The block button is very satisfying. And the reason I bring this up, the Supreme Court, by the way, is now weighing whether a politician, you know, somebody that's that's higher profile than mm-hmm. us, Adam. We're just silly talk show hosts mm-hmm. and we can basically spout off and give our opinions. I mean, politicians can, too, but politicians are public figures and they're now weighing whether or not politicians are allowed to block private people. Because, again, they're supposed to be public figures. They're supposed to be listening to the public. Um, the case is about school board members in California. So it's not like Congress people or senators or the president. School board members, you know, who are elected officials in California and a city manager in Michigan. Okay. And they are allowed to block individual critics on their private social media accounts. Uh, the Biden administration wants to support Using the block button, arguing politicians have a right to block people when they're not operating in a government capacity. So it's their private social media and preventing them from uh, doing so would have a chilling effect on free speech. The American Civil Liberties Union disagrees and they say that the blocked citizens should have access to these officials accounts no matter what. What do you think? Bull. I think. I think if you're a politician, you should have the right to block people. Okay. Because I'm thinking of, of that level because mm-hmm. you can say, oh, give me a break. Ted Cruz should be allowed to block people from his uh, official Ted Cruz mm-hmm. senatorial mm-hmm. campaign or, uh, you know, Amy Klobuchar should be allowed to block people from her. Um, yes. Because – if you're going to do it for high-level politicians that you feel like should be able to take the heat, I'm thinking of the school board candidate or the school board member or the city council member who can't have, like, a staff operate their mm-hmm. uh, Twitter account. Mm-hmm. And 
yes, if if there is somebody's for sure, if somebody's you know some threatening violence or mm-hmm. lobbing personal attacks. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent, you should be able to allow right, or, or to certainly block sharing people. false claims or false accusations, or, right, or sharing misinformation mm-hmm. or AI doctored videos. One hundred percent. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Should politicians, even at the school board level, be allowed to block people See, when, I think when was, they're I think not it, in a government capacity? So this isn't like on their, you know, Sally for school board uh, page. This is their their private account. Which often is the same thing. People off, especially school well, boards, like they don't that, have that's double why, accounts. And that's why I'm arguing they should be allowed to block because if yeah. we're going to – I mean, does my gut say, okay, you know, Ted Cruz's official Senate account, which he probably doesn't run. No. Should they be allowed to block people? Well, I guess I would say, well, no, and not in that case. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to – if I'm thinking of the smaller politicians who have more access to people and – I think they should be allowed to block. So if we're going to let them do it, mm-hmm. then you have to allow even the highest politician to be able to do that. But on their private account, you're not saying on the Ted Cruz for, for Senate account. No, I do. Yes, because oh. you have to, even though I don't. I think because they can differentiate, but other politicians at lower levels can't. Like I said, mm-hmm. they can't have they don't have a staff where they can operate yeah. their social media accounts. So if they're able to block if for the sake of those people then yes, all politicians should be allowed to block. Do you block people? I have not blocked. The only people I blocked on Twitter are accounts that are like bot accounts that mm-hmm. tag me as part of some sort of advertisement or something. Mm-hmm. I'll block those folks. I've muted a heck of a lot of people. Yep. I've muted a heck and of a lot of people. And when you mute, do they know they're muted? I don't think uh, they not do. on Twitter. I don't think they do. Which doesn't matter. But And I've muted people who have just mm-hmm. kind of... Lobbed stupid insults, right? Childish stuff. Yeah, uh, I know criticism is part of this job. I get it. I've, you tweet something, knowing you're going to get reaction, mm-hmm. and just because somebody disagrees with me, no, that I'm not going to mute. Some I mute people who get into personal attacks. Yeah, or you know, or somebody who's repetitive. Like, mm, yeah, if you're if you're if you're responding to every single thing I do. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm going to mute you. Or if you're saying the same thing over correct. and over and over. We got gotcha, you. We correct. heard it. And it, you're still not interested. But the point of these is to have a, and I say this rolling my eyes because it often, because very rare, I shouldn't say very rarely, but yes, you do have good productive back, back and forths on Twitter. That can be done. But a lot of times it degrades into just BS and personal attacks. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think you should be able to do that. That's why I don't think we should expect that Twitter is, or X, is this grand town hall where we're all expressing great views and having great, uh, great arguments. Back right? And forth. It's not. That's that. not happening. I'm sorry, it's not. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 can it can happen, and it does happen, but it should not be. It, it, we shouldn't expect it to be that, mm-hmm. which is why I think people should have protections. I. Uh, I believe that the blocking is necessary sometimes for people espousing hate speech or false accusations. Um, I like the idea of muting. And me personally, I mean, I use my personal accounts to promote, you know, to promote our show. And uh, so I don't have a staff that runs the Jordana WCCO Twitter account or the Jordana Verde account on Instagram. That's just me. So I go between you know, professional and personal stuff. Like, I mean, since October 7th, I've been posting only about Israel because that's uh, been consuming me. But I'll tell you this. I um, 
<clears throat> I sometimes mute people. Usually people don't come with two vile things. Um, but on Friday, this past Friday, every Friday night, it's Shabbat for us. And what I do is I'll do a live stream of our Shabbat blessings, which is, you know, before our dinner, we bless the wine, we bless the challah, uh, I bless my children, and then uh, whoever's in the house, you know, and we, and we um, Mark gives a little lesson uh, about morality that, and then we sit down to eat our dinner, and then I turn it off. So it's, I don't know, like a five, ten minute broadcast. We do it for Mark's kids who are traveling when my kids were studying abroad so they could participate in the Shabbat blessings. Well, th- this one, um, we were broadcasting on Friday night, and somebody was in the comments with hateful comments about the war. And while there is a place for that, and that place is this show, by the way, if you want to have a conversation with me, it is not when I am blessing my children and praying for peace all over the world. You're right. So also my children were holding the camera when I was doing the blessings over the wine, uh, excuse me, the candles, because that's the mom's job. And um, they saw those comments. And I cannot protect my children totally from social media. They see a lot of hateful things on social media uh, these past few weeks. But that is a person that I was like, you have no space here. This is a personal thing we're doing in my home. Uh, We're praying for peace and hateful comments about a war um, is not the space. So that person got blocked. I do have a public account. uh, So, yeah, I get why you were there, but you got blocked. Not just muted, blocked because you are – um, disrespect. Yeah. There's a place in time. Mean, yeah. But the, I mean, there's no place at any time for you know, hate. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I agree. Like I You post- can reach me at jordana.green at odyssey.com. Ask a question. Absolutely. I've posed like I've done a couple posts on Facebook lately that are have to do and it's the same person and I don't forgive oh. me. I don't know this person. I'm friends with them mm-hmm. on Facebook. At some mm-hmm. point I clicked yes to be a friend. But they went off on something that we've discussed on the show. Yeah. Which is fine, but they did it on a post like sharing my daughter's volleyball game. And twice I've responded mm-hmm. saying, you know, there's a time and place for mm-hmm. this isn't the spot. Correct. I'm posting something about my family. Correct. I don't want you to come at me for something you or I said on the show. Correct. This, you know, that's a different thing. I get it that that's who I am too. Mm-hmm. But just know your room. Know the room and know the space. Yeah. Uh, we're getting a lot of pushback, by the way. Hmm. At least I am saying that I think politicians should be – be allowed to block people. Yeah. Lots of people pushing back on that. Why don't we take a break? Six five one four six one nine two two six. Continue the discussion. We'll continue that discussion next. Ten fifty one. That's your Linda's construction time check. Time to invest in Infinity for Marvin Windows. Receive fifty percent off installation labor. Don't forget your chance to win a pair of tickets to see. Memories of Elvis at Treasure Island Resort and Casino, January 14th. What a Christmas gift for some for the Elvis lover in your life. You can buy them right now at TICasino.com, but when you hear Elvis Presley uh, on this show today, call in third caller to 651-461-9226. We'll win a pair of tickets to see Memories of Elvis. Do you think Elvis would have blocked the haters when they judged his weight, said that he was, yes, was I think fat I would have allowed, yeah, but not in his prime? Yes. A lot of people pushing back, though, saying these are public officials. Uh, should that? And we're talking about they the shouldn't Supreme be right. Court deciding whether or not politicians are allowed to can block, block people on social media. People on social media. And somebody says you think they should be able to block people they don't agree with? Not right. But people that what I'm saying is is that Twitter X or Instagram or whatever it is 
isn't like the only avenue where we communicate with politicians. Correct. And if you cross the line and if you're a jerk, then they have a right to block you. I'm sorry. And we're not saying it's the people you dis- that disagree with you. Of course, a respectful disagreement, as Adam mentioned, can- it can happen. Um, and it certainly can happen on politician sites, but it doesn't always happen. And when people get out of control or hateful or dangerous or annoying, absolutely, politicians don't have to constantly take that as a barrage. And social media can be so invasive and it comes at all hours mm-hmm. and it comes it can attack you personally, especially if there's some personal things on the on the politician's website. So, you know, write your your congressman, your 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 city council leader a letter. Uh, you don't need social media to Adam's point. And yes, at some point they're still human and they are allowed to protect their souls. I also love how this is before the Supreme Court. We don't know. I believe we don't know the decision. No, yet, correct. No. Uh, what What did the founding fathers think about <laughs> Donald know. Trump blocking uh, his uh, people he doesn't like on Twitter? <laughs> what did What do they think of that? Huh? Well, let me read Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, I want to. I want to hear about Adam's social media. And how, how he that thought would that. Would. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know what? If a politician is that thin-skinned and starts blocking everybody for even just disagreeing with them, yeah. that becomes a story, too. How often do we see, oh, this person blocked me, can't believe this, this person blocked me? And that's that's telling, too. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a matter of, uh, you know, you're stopping, you're stifling free speech somehow. You're also, you know, revealing your character, too. Mm-hmm. If suddenly, you know, hey, I have a problem with, because we've seen that people who just automatically block someone mm-hmm. who point that out and or points out a, a disagreement, and that's 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 an angle too that we can that we can look at and judge somebody on. Mm-hmm. Social media is such a weird animal because before social media, by the way, you could go make an appointment to visit your congressperson, or maybe go to a town hall meeting, or go to a city council meeting, or go to a school board meeting and express your concern. But social media being somewhat anonymous, you know, the yeah. vitriol is, is higher. I get that. But I, I also would argue, though, that, you know, politicians, I mean, if we think, you know, politicians are out there so, you know, no problem, let's go into any community, talk with people. No, they've closed themselves off, too. And a lot right. of times this is the only opportunity that people have to really think they're communicating with somebody that they've that they've elected. Mm-hmm. And it sadly, it's not. I mean, it's it's pretty... It's the only option they have. I guess I just wish communication was just that. Instead, it is turned. People get blocked for doing awful things. That's why you, you don't get blocked for saying, "Hey, I disagree with your stance about free lunches, and here's why." That that you don't get blocked for that just because somebody may disagree with you. Now, so you get blocked. Some for people may, st- but again, that mm-hmm. but that exposes them too. That exposes okay. that politician. Wow, mm-hmm. that guy's got weak, pretty thin skin. Okay, and That's we can judge somebody on that. Mm-hmm. I hear you. But it has gotten pretty damaging, and it's so pervasive, and it's at all hours of the night, and um, I get it. People should protect themselves a little bit. And, I mean, you know, where does it stop? Do Does the public have constant access to politicians? Should you be able to show up at a house? No. Because, I mean, I, I, th- there is clearly a line here. I think we all agree that there is a line. Why is it, you know, above social media? I, I don't understand I don't that either. This is interesting. Someone wrote, part of your job is to take the abuse. But politicians are so much more delicate, they should be given the opportunity of blocking people. I don't know part of your job is to take the abuse. I think that's where the difference is. Part of your job is to hear people that disagree with you. 
but it doesn't have to get to the level of no. abusiveness. No, critici- there's a difference. Criticism. You, you, part of your job is to take criticism. Yes. Not to take abuse. Or hear the I don't other have to take side. abuse from you. No. That, and that's, there's a difference. That's the line. That's the and line. someone suggests Minneapolis City Councilperson Philippe Cunningham was f- fine for deleting a thread. That's different, too. We're not talking about deleting threads mm-hmm. or deleting past. Also, fines are very different from whether you're legally allowed yes. to do something. Correct. It can be against the rules and you're still legally allowed to do something. How many good friends do you have? I mean, really good friends. Do you have a best friend and how many good friends do you have? It says something about us. We'll get into that. After the news, don't go anywhere. Adam and Jordana, your chance to win Memories of Elvis tickets coming up. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 